Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. How are you? I'm really excited to hang out today. I- I've been wanting to hang out with Lauren Gray for a while, and that is what is about to happen. But first, I gotta tell you about Arizona State University. Have you been thinking about going back to school? If you have, you should ask yourself the following question. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a highly respected degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really could be the school for you. Arizona State University offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that students earn on campus from your home. Done totally on your schedule kind of great plus they accept most transfer credits if you want information text my name zach to 35517 discover for yourself why asu is ranked number one for innovation for five consecutive years that's pretty good and why 90 percent of the graduates are recruited for a job or at least offered a job within 90 days of graduation that's actually kind of wild learn to thrive at arizona state university if you want more information text my name zach to 35517 okay time for a hang that i've been waiting for Please leave your thoughts in the comment section below. Here's Lauren Gray. Hello, Lauren Gray. Hey. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? Oh, by the way, like your real last name is Beach. Yeah. You use it as your Zoom login, but does anybody ever refer to you as Beach? Um. Well, when I like first started social media, my, I went by Lauren Beach. And then after like the first year, I just went by my middle name. So, like, what happens in your life where you go, Beach is just not the stage star name for me, but Gray is, th- that's the blessing. I don't know. I just, like, I just liked it better, I think. I, I mean, I didn't really expect anything to happen with social media, obviously. So, like, I just had my normal name. And then once people started calling me, like, Lauren Beach in public, it just sounded weird. <laughs> I, I don't know why your parents gave you the middle name of Gray. That's interesting. Yeah, it's actually all my cousins have the middle name Gray because it's my great-grandmother's first name. So we all have the middle name Gray. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, you know, a lot of people say, like, I went on social media not expecting to, it to turn into anything. And I don't believe most of them. But I genuinely believe you <laughs> because I was watching your first musicallys when you were in Pennsylvania I'm like, sister, you're just wearing a baseball cap in like 98% of them. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, a lot of them actually, like my first ones got deleted, but I uh, I was like, I guess I just used it as like something to post on Instagram, like because my friends were doing it, but we weren't using it as like a platform. It was like dub smash where like you'd make a funny video and then like post it to share with your friends. Yeah. Um, and then I realized it was a platform after I had like 30,000 followers. So I didn't even notice. <laughs> because that's all you did you really just did a series of different lip syncs at the very beginning and i watched 15 minutes of just you and random dudes at one point there's an entire class singing a justin bieber song i mean it was just you got do you remember any of these do you remember the justin bieber class one i literally i have no idea no idea. <laughs> is it really like like when you create content for online or just in general so often do they all blur together? Because in order to like kind of win the TikTok game, you need to you need to churn shit out. Sorry for my language. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember half the videos I did when I was thirteen. I'm I feel like I was probably 
a lot more like uncensored and was posting stupid stuff like my mom would tell me to take down videos all the time so <laughs> it all just kind of like blurs together and now how does she feel now well now it's like I know what I'm doing and I know what's acceptable to post and what's not but at the time like I lived in Philly and I was you know just doing what was cool and my mom would always be like take that down you can't post that that's so bad and um not not so much anymore now now I get it you understand how it works but what's yeah. the last thing your mom told you hey maybe you shouldn't post this um maybe this isn't right Oh, that would have that would have probably been a while ago. I also used to like go live um, on you now, and oh, that was a thing. Classic. And I would just I would say really off the wall things because I wasn't used to like hate comments or anything. So I was really confrontational, and if someone said something to me, like I I'd, I'd be right back at them. So like a typical Philly person. Yeah, like there's there's on YouTube there's like videos that are buried in different places of me like someone says something and I just go right back at them like really bad vulgar and like disrespectful but I mean you were in a sense defending yourself but now you figured out the right way to handle any yeah. sort of internet feedback or just fame in general but that's yeah and I was time. young I mean I didn't really get it I didn't really know what was happening so like I, I definitely I learned really quick like through making mistakes that were broadcasted all over the place uh i believe you gotta mess up to write my story you know, <laughs> i believe that is a lyric so yeah it is that's <laughs> good it all makes you you mm -hmm. um when did you realize that this was real um i think you know I, it didn't really register to me until i would go to the mall and people knew who i was and that was really that was really weird for me because at the time, like TikTok is cool now. Like people like TikTok, but at the time, musically wasn't a cool thing. It was like I got clowned for it. So, like a lot of times in public, people would like make comments, and like not always the nicest. Mm. And that's when I kind of realized, like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> and everyone at my school like turned on me, and it was this whole big thing. And um, oh. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna like keep doing it I was gonna quit because I was like this is stupid like everyone hates me and then there was one girl who's a fan of me who actually like has a following now which is really cool and she was like no you have to keep you have to keep doing it like it's gonna be it's gonna be so great like you don't know what could happen and like that one girl like changed everything because no. I was ready to like shut it down I just got goosebumps <laughs> is that yeah. very real like I yeah. I understand in my own way. I, you know, haters of their own type in my high school got called iCarly more times than I could count. And, but, but that one girl, you, you must be eternally grateful for her because look where you're at today and who knows what's left because there's so much of a path forward. And she was right. Mm -hmm. like, you really had no idea what this could be. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember like, it was, it was a really weird, like, a turning point I guess because part of me like I, I was still going to school and I was still like a kid like everyone else and it was just really overwhelming and I wanted to be like cool and normal you want to be normal yeah but then part of me was like maybe this could be something cool so and I did have like fans I suppose not to the extent that I had have now but I did have people that were watching my videos and 
it was like this this struggle and then that girl stayed up her name is Jada she stayed up like all night talking to me and you know it was like one night where I like made the decision um and even my my parents were like I can't believe you're gonna let these kids at your school like (laughs) like push you into not doing something Define the rest of your life but I get it like when the crowd is saying one thing you know but but yeah ultimately all it takes is one person to turn that yeah, and the thing is, like, there was there was girls at my school who, there were girls in my school who had more following than me. There was girls that had like 500k on Musically, and they all shut down their accounts to make fun of me. <laughs> okay, how gross and petty and and shameful and sad is that one? And by the way, who gets the last laugh and beyond? Sister. Yeah, there's still people like who comment on my stuff. And they're like, we went to elementary school together. Like, we went to school together, and they try to like use it as like, a thing. I don't know. People from my school were like selling pictures of me to my fans for like shout outs and money that were from like fifth grade. It was like a weird time. They don't do that so much anymore. But but we're like, talking about the same people who bullied you, which is even more effed up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the same people who took pure joy in ruining your day and trying to see you not succeed are now the same people trying to ride the wave that you worked really hard to create and that came with persistence and that girl Jada and your parents. Yeah, definitely. I mean, after all, after that, I, I wasn't in school anymore. And I feel like after I left school, things got better. And then after I moved to LA, I was like over it you know yeah because like life changes in that moment Uh, yeah do you have any communication with those girls that bullied you or have you just completely cut all that out of your life um I the only person I still talk to from my hometown is my best friend she's the only one that never you know she was by my side through everything um so she's the only person I really keep in contact with from school but there's always people that like comment on my stuff and they're like we went to school together but you know I don't really think about it now do you let those negative and hateful comments affect you today or have you learned to kind of ignore that I feel like for the most part it's pretty it's gotten easier to ignore um some things not they don't necessarily upset me because I'm so used to it but sometimes it's it's frustrating or it's like annoying because you want to say something but I know that like the right thing to do is to say nothing um but every now and then I I just get frustrated but not necessarily like it's not a personal thing because you know I have the upper hand I suppose by the way like that's this is things that come with maturity and time and life yeah you know Definitely. I also guess like you can see a hateful comment and then just scream into your room exactly what you would say to them in person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, I've come so far. It used to hurt me more, I feel like, because I was I was insecure about my my place, like especially because, you know, musically wasn't something that was cool. Yeah, it It wasn't respected, I guess. It wasn't respected. Like I, I just had followers and nobody really understood why. And I didn't even understand why. But I, I feel like I've worked hard enough and I've proved myself to me hmm. that I don't really get offended by it as much as I used to. Hell yeah. So <laughs> question, when did you realize why people follow you? I, I don't, I still, 
get a little bit confused <laughs> because I, I, I guess I do. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm consistent with my content and I'm, I'm always interacting with fans. And I feel like that's a lot of what's kept me going is the fact that I'm so um, close. I have such a close relationship with my fans that it's always been, um, you know, people like to talk to me. <laughs> like that's all I can really think. And obviously now the music, that's like another, um, I want to say another like genre of fans. Cause there's fan, yeah. most fans are just there for me. And then now there's fans that are there for the music. So I don't know it. Some people are there for the videos. I just do my thing. <laughs> do you feel like it's the same Lauren throughout everything that you put out? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, I mean, I'm so involved with everything, um, including, you know, music and every sponsorship or every campaign that I've done is, um, I always have a lot of creative control. So I feel like there is um, me in all of it because I feel like I wouldn't be able to do something that's not authentic to me because that's all I've ever done. <laughs> well, see, that's, yeah, all you know is how to be yourself. Like, none of this is contrived or manufactured. And Yeah, and I feel like that's something that um, I'm really I'm really glad that it wasn't. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I got to follow my face a few times and make those mistakes because I feel like what people look for now is relatability and no, nothing manufactured really works because people want to be able to relate you know yeah people want to know yeah. that it's a real human on the other side and it's like they're getting to know and support somebody that they understand that could like hang out with them on their couch or in the hallway or wherever yeah exactly going from what you were doing on musically which wasn't essentially showcasing your real voice right because you were was, like you were saying it was dub smashes and these musicallys and these lip syncs do you remember the first time you chose to showcase your own voice whether it be yeah. in, in any form online. I mean, that must have been nerve wracking. Yeah. So it's actually a really funny story. I, so when I was in school, I always sang, I sang always growing up, but I have an older sister who's eight years older than me. And, you know, she's like, you can't sing, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I, I was in chorus and show choir and all that in school. I tried out for a play once, um, didn't make it. <laughs> but I was like trying at least and I think the first time that I ever chose like to sing uh I went on tour when I was 13 and it was a like a social media tour you know how they do like the mean greet and whatever oh, yeah mad con type thing yeah like that and I was like I want to sing and my mom was like my parents had never really heard me sing like I I wasn't like I was pretty insecure about it but I didn't, I also didn't want to go on stage and like do nothing. So I was like, I'm going to sing. And my mom was like, no, you're not <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you're going to embarrass yourself. Um, but I did. And I sang one song. I sang Riptide for wow. 30 shows. And that after that, I was, I got a little bit more, I still wasn't a good singer. Like I, I actually feel like I didn't become a good singer until like this past year when I was less insecure about it. Um, and I'm still not the best, obviously, but, uh, definitely improved since then. What, what leads and fuels that confidence, but also shout out to Vance Joy, underrated guy. You're right. Um, I feel like it's a mix between, uh, you know, 
the the fans um of course like when you have people telling you that you're doing a good job it makes you feel like you're doing a good job and you want to keep doing it uh, I also started taking vocal lessons like the past I want to say three years um so that helped a lot yeah. but also this is going to sound this is kind of funny my mom thinks that she's a vocal coach sometimes <laughs> and my mom lived with me for up until now I mean I'm 18 now but and she moved back to Pennsylvania but I didn't actually learn how to really sing until she left because <laughs> I was so insecure because as soon as I'd start singing she'd come in and tell me what I was doing wrong and then once she left I didn't have anyone telling me what I was doing wrong and I got to actually like hear myself for the and first time yeah and see where you can go and she had great intentions don't get me wrong like she wanted me to be the best I could oh. be obviously but it just like it's that insecurity of like knowing someone's in the other room listening and they're like picking it apart in their head like maybe not want to sing at home so once she left love her love her to death but that's when i kind of came out of my shell that's amazing have you told her that she knows okay. <laughs> she knows she i think it's so frustrated because she was trying to help me so much and I completely understood it. But at the same time, I would get so frustrated. I would cry and I wouldn't want to sing anymore because even, no matter how nice she was about it, it was like, you know, when someone's like asks you if you're okay and you're not and you just start crying, yes. it was that kind of thing. I understand that on another level. Yeah. And also like it's, it's your mom. Like he's, you know, my dad, my mom gives me advice. My dad has tried to coach me in things and anything that comes from my parents, like it messes me up in the head. Like, I feel like there's another level of uh, criticism, but also expectation that they're yeah. like, you must and be me like, times a thousand. Yeah. And my mom, like, you know, she's been there since day one, like monitoring everything. And she's not a stage mom by any means. And I know a lot of people like, think that their moms aren't stage moms but she's really given me a lot of like freedom and she really trusts me a lot which I really she, she left dude like yeah which like, I'm really stage moms wouldn't for. leave like stage moms would be there or like down the street from you yeah I mean like I feel like I I had to prove myself a little bit um because I lived with my my friend from home actually like lived with me for a few months and then she left and now I live on my own but you know, she's, she's been really good along the way. And I understand where things come from. Like, I understand why she wanted to help me. But it was just at the time, I didn't want to hear it. Now I call her every day. And I'm like, hey, I'm bored. What are you doing? You know, with distance, the heart wants what it doesn't have. You get what I'm saying? Yep. That's a big thing, though, that can really unlock so much potential. Yeah, definitely. So with this new confidence, are you pouring it into the records that you create? I mean, Cake is effing catchy. Thank you. It is a great song. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I started recording myself at home. So I like got Pro Tools on my computer and oh. I got a mic and that's what I've been doing. I recorded Cake at home. So I recorded that one myself. And then wow, I've recorded like four songs so far I just got it recently so I'm like I'm trying it out but um that's something new that I've been experimenting with <laughs> okay so walk me through the creation of cake so if you're cutting the vocals in your house separate from the actual session and the going over the song like let's start from the very beginning because I, I find it really interesting that you cut vocals on your own mm -hmm. you, 
I mean, you perform the best that way. Nobody else is around. Yeah, that's what I've I've come to find because when you record in a studio with someone else, huh. you kind of feel annoying if you ask to do it more than like 20 times. <laughs> but if it's just me, I can sit there for an hour until I get the line right, you know? Yeah, totally. So totally. That's that's something that I've I've been uh, really excited about is <laughs> there's not a lot of pressure and um yeah I'm just able to like get more done I feel like wow that's I, I totally get that there's no pressure you have as much time in the day as you need you're yep. you're not beholden to anybody else mm-hmm. it's really fun I mean it's it's been it was a little bit difficult to get used to at first because you know I don't know anything about pro tools or any of that <laughs> but uh i learned pretty fast yeah so you're saying you're not a major music producer who can just you know whip out many records on the pro tools i can record my vocals and that is it i actually recorded my friend's um boyfriend's vocals not too long ago i was like you're an engineer to, now i was trying to see if i could do it <laughs> i was like yeah yeah no yeah come over I'll, i got it um i did pretty good <laughs> dope but like, I felt really cool doing it, so. Well, and, and the other thing that I, I've kind of realized, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you work with, right now you're working with different producers record to record, right? Mm-hmm. So you haven't, are you searching for your base of, like, core writers and core producers that you're comfortable with and you're down to share yourself with? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely people that I have clicked with. Obviously, like, for the first couple of years when you're, you know, making music, it's hard to find people that you really click with. You're figuring um, it out. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're and I mean, like recently I've gotten along really well with the Wavies and Elsa who did Cake and Lillian. She's the writer. There was two writers. And then um, I worked with Harv and Fury a few times. Harv is, uh, Harv is good. Harv is great. And um we were working together right before quarantine started, which was really sucked because we were like really getting into it. And then all this stuff happened, but that's kind of who I've been working with um, that I feel really comfortable with, but you know, it's like a, it's a learning process. It is. It it really is. And and by the way, like that's how you get time and being able to experiment and get to know people and and create records like that allows for growth. Um, Do you feel comfortable singing in front of these people? Yeah, I didn't used to. I used to be like, uh. But it takes um, time. But now, like, now that I can record at home, <laughs> that changed the game because now I just want to write when I'm in the session and then I'll record it later, yeah. you know? Because I then I can sit on it, figure out if it's something I want to cut or if it's something that would sound better for someone else or, uh, you know if I want to change anything just easier to like sit with it rather than like have my voice on it right then and there in the session what's the story behind cake okay so <laughs> it's actually like kind of silly I guess uh so we were writing a song about you know obviously the song's about not caring what someone thinks and whatever eating whatever you want I was ordering Postmates and I wanted to get I always get like a blueberry muffin from Starbucks, but I was trying to watch what I eat. So I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, I don't even know how the whole cake thing came about, but I just remember it stemmed from me being like, oh, I wish I could eat whatever I want. And then that was the the line that was, you know. I'm going to bake a cake and eat the whole damn thing. Tastes way better than I don't care what you think. 
I'm going to do my thing, 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 thing. And I love this line. Don't care what you think, thing, thing. The phrasing's dope. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was a fun song to write. I mean, there was, it was definitely, it was something that I was like, actually a little bit insecure about because I was, I was like struggling with, you know, eating and whatever. And I was like, oh, I wish I could like just let myself eat whatever I want. Um, and then that kind of turned into something that was lighthearted and fun. <laughs> but I really did feel like that. Fascinating how it starts from, yeah, you being self-conscious to eat a muffin, which sucks. <laughs> you should eat all the muffins you want to eat. If you desire a muffin, eat the freaking muffin. <laughs> also, this is coming from a guy who literally has 20 pints of Ben and Jerry's chilling in my freezer right now. <laughs> I love that. I have no sort of self-control. All self-control, I, I don't even know what that is. Um, I have a cake right now that was sent to me from my team like to, to celebrate the release. Cake. It's stale. It's so stale now. Yeah. I was sitting on my counter and I still like want it. Every time I walk past it, I'm like, <laughs> so. you run your finger against a very hard cement like icing. Yep. Just... I like break through the top layer that's like hard to get to like the stuff that's a little bit nicer underneath. Wow. It's never, it's, n- it's never too late. It's still there. <laughs> I love how you're actually talking about eating cake. Cause you know, you have cake by the ocean by DNCE and then Rihanna's cake. And they're not talking about actual cake, but you're like, F it. Eat the that's whole actual thing. cake. That's another reason why I thought it was really funny because that's something that we brought up when we were writing the song. I was like, that's really funny. We have to do this because people are going to think the song is about ass yeah. and it's not because <laughs> that's not something that I'll ever be able to sing about. <laughs> Real cake. But it's a liberal cake. <laughs> now tell me about the line. Not your baby, don't be acting fatherly. Were you in a relationship where somebody's trying to be your father? <laughs> okay, so the line, so originally, the line was, oh, what was it? It was, shoot, no, I'm not your property. Yeah, something about uh, not your monopoly. And then uh, the chorus is, I'm a let it ring, ring. And I was like, okay, y'all. We got to get rid of one of the Ariana Grande references because otherwise <laughs> it just sounds like a tribute song to Ariana Grande. Like there was Monopoly, there was Rings and love her. <laughs> I was like, we got to change something. So Fury helped me rewrite that lyric. Um, and she, she was, um, she's got a little bit more flavor than I do. So she came up with that and I was like, is that like weird for me to say? She's like, nah, it's cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just went flavor. with it. I mean, so when you say flavor, I mean, there's different ways you could describe flavor, but maybe she has more life experience. <laughs> she does have that. Yep. Because, you know, a lot of the, the stuff is from living. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely like has a few years on me. She's got more experience than I do. So to answer your question, Dan, she has not dated anybody who is like her father. No, not well, yet. <laughs> well, I didn't mean like actually like her dad, but it seems like there's a lot of lines in the song that have like controlling and conceited kind of in it. So I don't know if somebody was like, Oh, I've definitely dated people like that for sure. <laughs> for sure. I didn't last long, but <laughs> yeah, max like three months with those guys. But you have like a, an average time span that you can deal with egotistical F bags. Well, there was like two of them and they both lasted like two or three months. So did the second one last shorter than the first one because you knew what you were looking for? The second one was like, I just felt bad for him. <laughs> and that's kind of why I stayed around for as long as I did. But after that, I was like, okay, I can't be doing this. He showed up at my house. D- d- with what? 
Nothing? Empty handed? Um, okay, so that's actually funny. He showed up to my house at like midnight and my mom my mom still lives here and she was like, just leave your lights off. Like he's here. Just leave your lights off and pretend you're asleep. And I was so scared because he's actually a little bit scary. And he showed up to my house and he taped like notes and like pictures to my front door. But it was really windy. So they blew out like off the door. And I like went out the next morning and picked it up. And I still have it somewhere. It was really weird. I don't know. Did I say something? To him? Oh, definitely not. That would have like, that would have made him think that his mission was accomplished like no i I never talked to him again wow what did the notes say i love you and you're perfect come back to me can't live without you actually he didn't say can't live without you yeah that was part of it yeah you got it spot on like that's exactly it looked like a it was like really messily written though so i couldn't really read what it said but it was it was that sentiment and it kind of looked like you know when like serial killers read like ransom letters it looked like one of those um reading it like really scared but i hope he's okay now i whatever in the world of social media do you have to like be careful who you date because you don't know who's dating you for you or just they want the following yeah so i've i've learned to keep things off the internet (laughs) like it's easier for everyone because as soon as you put a relationship on the internet you have everyone's opinions you know and I also feel like that's another thing. Like you, you, you know, if someone really likes you for you, they don't care about being on your Instagram. So yeah, I've learned just to keep, and it, it's less messy. If you break up, there's not like a new story about it, you know, like it's not that big of a deal and I'm young. So you never know. It's just whatever. There's so much life left. Okay. And I'm not just saying this as like a 27 year old virgin. You have more than enough life <laughs> to find love and figure it all out. I would give I would give my left arm to be 18. Oh my god. If I can go back 11 years, what no, what's the math on that? 9 years knowing what I know now. Oh my gosh. That's really scary for me to think about cuz when I turned 18, I was so cuz I've always been like the baby of the internet. Like it was always she looks so old for being 13. She looks so old for being 14. But now no one can say that anymore cuz I'm actually 18. So I'm like um so that I can't say anymore. Can't say I'm a minor anymore. Not just sign my own contracts. Like, <laughs> you live alone. Like I have to do all this myself. But I did buy like I did buy a car the other day, and I could do it by myself. And I was so happy. I was signing paperwork. Like mm, like I did it. How and crazy! It's the first time I've ever done something like that. So I was freaking out a little bit because oh, I didn't know like where to sign or what my social security number is. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm texting my mom like, what's my social security number? <laughs> you control your finances now. Everything's in your hands. You're 18. You're you're an adult. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't really spend money, like, at all. Because I, I mean, I have business managers. And I almost, like, want to impress everyone with how little money I spend. Because I want to be, like, that smart, you know. You are obsessed with like when somebody else is watching, like, you know what I mean? Whether it's your money or somebody's listening to you singing, like you are very aware of your actions, Yeah, maybe to a fault. Yeah. I mean, like I could have balled out by now, but I didn't because I'm like, "Mm, I'm not even going to Postmates today. I'm going to go to the grocery store because I want them to be impressed with how little I spent on my dinner. (laughs) Because you know, they're looking at the statements and they're paying the bills and they're... (laughs) Yeah, I know they see it. And that's why like I don't make 
I don't buy expensive things. Like I, I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I bought myself new clothes. Like if, if clothes come to me that are like PR, I get so excited because I'm like a new outfit. Like I've had this shirt that I'm wearing now since I was 14 and I still wear it. If you scroll down on my Instagram, I'm wearing it somewhere. <laughs> you think about how crazy it is that you're 18, you have this house, you're able to get your own car compared to other, a lot more 18 year olds, most 18 year olds. I mean, no, compared to the people who were like, you're, you're a loser and you're lame for doing this. Yeah. Like it's weird to me because I've never, I like don't have a real concept of it. Like the only the only people that I can compare myself to are the people that are influencers that are around me and also like, or my friend from back home. And to me, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this, this, and this and making this much money because you can do it. Because I just feel like everyone should be able to do it because I'm so like, I got so lucky. Like, and I know I got lucky. Like that do you, just- Do you consider this all luck? I feel like the beginning was, that was- pure luck like <laughs> I had no idea what was going on and then I feel like I I made the choice to continue and from there from then on I feel like that's when I took it seriously and that's when it became work to me but I don't see it as work because it's just I'm just doing what I like to do and I'm doing what I've always done because I don't know anything different you know I've been doing this I left school in eighth grade and this is all I've been doing since then. So this is kind of all I know is waking up, getting ready, make sure I post this, this, and this, record vocals, go work out, go do something, and then go to sleep and do it all over again. Like, that's what I've done for five years. Do you like that? Do you, can, are you happy with the fact that you can look back at the past five years and see your daily schedule and you, 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 can, you just know? Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I, cause the thing is, I always feel like I'm not doing enough because when you don't have a job or you don't have someone telling you, I mean, I do have a job, but like when you don't have a boss telling you, this is what you have to do and whatever. And it's all up to me to make things happen. I always feel like I'm never doing enough. So I feel like sometimes I go a little bit too hard and then I forget that I have a life you know I totally understand it could be one you can like have two extremes right you can either be going too too hard or you feel like you're not doing enough yeah and I have people to answer to like if I don't wake up before nine my fans are like where is she because they're just used to me posting at eight o'clock in the morning and there I am it's a brand new day new outfit new hair and I'm back on it but if I wake up like later, they're like, where is she? Is she okay? Like, I have people to answer to. So even though I don't have a boss, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, the people. Yeah, the people. Is there anything you feel like you missed out on that you wish you had? Honestly, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I, I'm just way too grateful for what I have to feel like I missed out on things. You know what I mean? Totally. totally. Because there's no way that I can say... I'm so sad I missed out on prom, which I guess, whatever, don't really care because I've done red carpets with really awesome people. So cool. I feel like I'm so grateful for that aspect that I, I wouldn't trade it for this, you know? Yeah. I'm also throwing prom on Friday. So you're more than invited to come. Oh, so you can have the whole experience. Yeah. Pick a I color, get a dress. You'll have a prom. I have so many dresses. I've I've been waiting for this moment. I went to Instagram prom once. Instagram through a prom, which 
Charlie Puth performed at. So it wasn't necessarily like your typical prom. That's fine. I but mean, it was the closest I got. That's okay. I, I, we have a better lineup than just Charlie Puth. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> no offense to Charlie Puth. He's a great get, but you know, we're a little bit thicker than him. He's on that thick. Uh, just let me know your color. I'll send you a, 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 a what are the, what, a cro- crochet. Corsage. 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 Oh my God. Christ, Zach. <laughs> Corsage. I sound like a guy throwing prom, don't I? Love it. Oh, Lauren, you have this massive TikTok following, but we never see you hanging out or at these TikTok houses. Is there a reason for that? You will not catch me doing that. I respect it, but I just, I feel like I've, I've done everything myself for so long that making videos with people that I don't really know to get a little bit further ahead just you doesn't make sense to me. You know, come on. That's more odd than it's worth, is it not? Like, just the stress of working with somebody that you don't know, I mean, at least for me, is enough to cripple me. But I'm trying to I'm, – I'm starting to understand you. I feel like, you know, the anxiety. And I just – I'm just such a, like, loner. Like, I just like to be by myself. And I have, like, two friends. And that's not an exaggeration. I have two friends and I'm cool with that. Like, I don't need to go to someone's mansion in Beverly Hills to make videos. Like, I'm cool. Like, I've done this my whole life. And that's no disrespect to them because I know what they're doing and I think it's dope. And like, if you can do that, props to you. But I just can't bring myself to like put myself in and be like, I'm going to this house to make content. I don't know. (laughs) I've just never done that. Are, Are your two friends famous? Uh, no. (laughs) I mean, Lydia is my best friend from home. You know, we've been friends since I was like like, 11. They don't have like a clout or anything from being in your zone? I mean, from being in my zone, sure. But they don't, they don't pursue it, if that makes sense. Like Lydia still lives in Pottstown. Like she doesn't, she doesn't care. Um, she doesn't really even post pictures. And Brooke, Brooke lives here. So she, she does TikTok and stuff, but and she does YouTube and whatever, but she does it more because she just enjoys it. Like she likes aesthetic videos and things like that. Um, but I can usually see through people pretty well, which is why I have no friends. But I'd rather the people that I know are friends with me for me than surrounding myself with a bunch of people who want to make content all day. Like, I don't know. It's just not my vibe. It's way healthier to be with people who want to be with you for you. Yeah, like, I don't even go to, like, VidCon or Playlist or any of those things. I just, it's so much stress (laughs) for, like, it's, like, so much content pressure, social pressure, and I'm so used to being by myself and in my house and making videos that it's, like, scary. I I just wanted to bring up TikTok and the fact that, is there a want from you to be the most followed person on the platform? No. No. (laughs) never never in in my life have I ever because I've never really been motivated by being the best if that makes sense like I've always done TikTok for fun and even now like because things come and go Hmm. and I know that and I know it's not something that'll last forever and I don't want to get attached to it on that level. Like I do it for fun and I do it. Like I don't post on it every day. I used to when I was younger, but like I've just gone to the point now where I just want to do it for fun and work on music and make that my work and make this the second most followed person on the platform, even though you're not like posting every day and going all in. I mean, sometimes people have to post 12 times a day to work the algorithm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was the most followed, but people really wanted me to be more hurt about losing my spot, I suppose, than I was. And I kept having to post and be like, guys, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't lose sleep over it. I really, it doesn't, numbers don't bother me like they used to. Because I used to be really, like, paranoid about it. And then I just feel like the older I've gotten, the more I don't care. <laughs> what advice would you give to two people like Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio? Because I feel like you've been doing this a long time and you look back and you've learned a lot. And yeah. maybe I'm crazy to say, but their, their, their rocket up the, the, the charts was relatively quickly. Yeah. Like, like way quicker than you, my friend. And I say, I say that respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they've, they've, I feel like they've done a good job. I mean, they've, they've stayed out of things and they, they're very like, like family friendly and cool. And they've, they like know what they're doing. You know, they didn't have that moment of like confusion like I did. Um, they've known what they're, they're doing. Um, so I really respect that. And I feel like they're doing a great job. Um, I just hope that it doesn't, you know, affect their, self-confidence or self-worth because especially when you gain numbers so quickly sometimes you start to rely on that for like your ego yeah you equate everything in your life to that but everything slows down it always does like it's not it, it doesn't last and sometimes when it slows down like that's that's a shot to your ego and I just hope that like they continue to to you know have self-worth outside of the numbers which I'm sure they do they seem like well-grounded girls I don't really know them personally I've spoken to Charlie like once or twice but they they seem like they're grounded and they know what they're doing but I just hope that that doesn't happen you know it's you, you talked about like the numbers will go down yesterday we were talking to Katy Perry and you know Katy Perry's obviously been making music for a very long time and she went way, 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 way up for a long, long time. And then some went down. But that's, that's the path of a, of, of a real career, right? Is mm-hmm. ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. Not yeah. everything could be sky high all the time. Right. But it's how you ride the down moments that matter. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I've separated my, myself as a human being from myself as an artist, influencer, whatever you want to call it. I've I've separated those two things. So I know even if this wasn't here, I still have this. Yeah, you're an artist. Yeah. You make music. I do. I do. Okay. Obviously, we have singles that we have. I mean, I listen to a lot of music. Are we planning one cohesive big body of work? Or are we just going to play the scattered game? Because there is there's merit to it. Like it makes sense. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to figure out because I feel like for me, and this is a conversation I've been wanting to have actually, like I obviously want a body of work, but every time I come out with a song, I, I find something that sounds better. And then I'm like, Oh, I want to make an EP that sounds like this song. And then I find something better. And then I'm like, Oh, but this song's so good. I need more that sound like this. And then it just keeps spiraling (laughs) so like my I recorded two songs that fit well in the category of cake but then I found I found three more that sounded like they could be really cool together and 
I like that vibe. So I'm just figuring it out, you know. That is like, I mean, that is a hard conversation to have internally and externally with your team, right? Or the producers you're with, like when you create music, like it needs to be an evolution or cohesion, right? So you don't want things to sound too much the same, but you don't want it to sound too much different. It's mm-hmm. like, it's this perfect balance. But yeah. How would you describe this period of time within your artist career? Are you exploring? Are you, what, what is it? How do you define it? I feel like for the first couple of years, I was a little bit lost. Like, I didn't have much of a voice in what I wanted. And then I started really getting involved, not not just in the singing aspect of it, but the more I learned about cutting vocals and production and mixes and masters and all the other elements that go into creating a song, I feel like I gained a lot of confidence from that, from really understanding what it means to write a song mix a song, mix vocals, like all that. I feel like I, I, learned, I learned a lot from that and gained a lot of confidence in my writing and all that. So I feel like now it's just kind of nailing down what I want to be and what I want to sound like. Because Cake is one of the first songs that I've released where I'm like completely behind it. Like I'm like, yes, I have no doubts. I like this. Obviously now it's old to me because I've heard it for the past like three or four months. So I'm sick of it, but like, I still think it's a good song. I'm just sick of hearing it, but (laughs) I still love it. And I'm that, that hasn't, I've never felt that way before. So I feel like I'm at a really nice like turning point. I'm 18 now. There's more things I can sing about than just, you know, boys and friends. I really liked my story. I thought that song was good. It was cute for what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was nice. Have you, been, have you been given the freedom to kind of do what you want with your music? Yeah, and I, I feel like the freedom came with the understanding. I feel like once people started to see that I knew what I was talking about and I wasn't just walking into a room and like twirling my hair and singing on a microphone, like I kind of knew, knew what I was talking about a little bit. Um, then that's when I started to feel a little bit more freedom and I could have deeper conversations about what I wanted, not just surface level. I want to sing a pop song. Like once you learn how to speak and, you know, get your point across. And now that I know a lot more about production and vocals and engineering and all that, um, I just feel more confident talking about it in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell Yeah. Final thoughts, Stan Zolot, Ricky Sanchez, what do you have? Um, Well, I'm just curious because we've watched TikTok push so many songs and artists into popularity, and you've kind of already dominated TikTok. So, like, do you think that's given you a better understanding of this new kind of landscape for pop music? Yeah, here's the thing. (laughs) You really, I've seen a lot of people be like, we're going to put all this money into promoting this song on TikTok and get this person to make a dance to it. You can't do that this is advice for any artist that doesn't know anything about tiktok you can't choose what goes viral it just happens like the dumbest stuff goes viral on there you never know like it's not there's no method to it and you can't push your way into it it just happens like it helps boost things if you get you know big tiktokers making videos to it whatever it definitely boosts things but i know people think that if they 
pay Charlie D'Amelio to make a dance to it that their song's gonna be number one on the global top chart. It doesn't work like that. Like the stuff that goes viral on there is not what you'd expect, you know? I mean, I don't know. I was planning on creating a record and paying Charlie a million dollars to do a dance. You can pay me to do a dance for a million dollars. I'll take <laughs> half of that. If you want. Like, um, it's going to be the biggest record ever. What if I give you publishing on it? I'll take whatever whatever you'll give me. If, if it's if you're talking millions, let's go. We'll negotiate. I have a great idea for a song. It's called. I'll only do that song until next year. Oh. and everything wow you are a businesswoman at 18 you are ready to buckle down and negotiate i'll post it on weekends until 2021 (laughs) give my weekends wide open hey i have a a ton of respect and appreciation for you lauren gray thank you i really really do i um yeah it's very you're just a totally normal person and you're a real artist and you're you're building something musically and artistically that I can't wait to, to just watch continue to rise and obviously do do our part in it but also what you've done on the internet and yeah your story's amazing and I hope there's a lot of other kids out there who like you and even to a certain extent like me who have these dreams and these aspirations within themselves but they're just afraid to do it just afraid to take that leap to take that step take that step take that leap because you don't know where you're going to end up and like man you could you could be lauren gray you know (laughs) like like really block out the haters as much as possible and and listen to that one or two or three people in your life that might be saying do it because those are the voices that matter definitely yeah i think that a lot of it too is just if people see that you're being you and that it's genuine, and that you're consistent, yeah. I, I feel like anything is possible. I mean, obviously, living proof of that right here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Lauren Gray, everybody. Hey. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Thanks. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can do it in person next time. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Um, get me out of this house. Let's do this. And if you, uh, you, know, if you want to go to a prom, we're going to have a good Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'll be there. For Love. sure. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Later. Nice meeting y'all. Thank Bye, you. Lauren. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.